Hi, listeners. We want to tell you about some upcoming live events where you can join Kate and I. We're excited to announce that our upcoming Tend Her 3.0 program is happening. This is our third year in a row where we've received a grant that allows us to offer this program for free for up to 1,000 women. Our theme this year is resilience. We've realized these fast moving times that are filled with lots of complexity require resilience. So in this four week online program, we're gonna be learning the science of resiliency, as well as all the tools that we need to strengthen our resiliency muscle. Registration for this opens October 4, and the program starts October 23. In addition, we are so excited to announce that this year we're adding to the Tender program an in-person Women's Resiliency Summit on Friday, November 17th from 9 to 4 p.m. It's going to be held at Little Lights on the Lane. Registration for this event will open October 23rd, the first day of the Tend Her 3.0 program. If you want to be first to know, follow us on Instagram at Kate Moreland Coaching, at Dr. Yoga Mama, and at Tend Her Wild. Last but certainly not least, consider joining Kate and I for a full live and in-person week of rewilding in the wilds of Costa Rica on yoga and meditation retreat, May 11th to the 18th this coming 2024. Space is limited, but for more information on this event and how to register, go to www.oneyogaglobal.com. That's O-N-E, yogaglobal.com. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Tinder Wild podcast listeners. It's just Kate and I today, something we haven't uh, done in a while. We've had so many amazing, beautiful guests that we've been talking to, but today we're going to sit down and talk about our precious bodies mm-hmm. because it's been a couple weeks where both Kate and I have been having some weird health symptoms and we're trying to both honor that, listen to that, get down to the bottom of that. And we thought it would be something we would be vulnerable to talk about and share today. Uh, What happens when your body feels like it's failing you or it's not um, performing the way you believe it should, or um, it's going through some changes and some shifts that um, make it unrecognizable to you. So this is where we're going to go today. Hi, Kate. Are you ready for this? I am ready for this. It's been an ironic last couple of weeks, I think, for both of us having similar experiences of needing to address mm-hmm. our body and um, kind of the mystery sometimes that it can That's create. It's a perfect word. It's very mysterious. Yeah. And yet I really, uh, you know, doing mind-body psychology work for so long, I really believe that the body is a mirror to us as of our our subconscious mind. 
And it's always trying to wisely give us symptoms that can catch our attention, can show us there's something out of balance. I do also believe we have this inner capacity to heal and sort of rewrite um, the path, but um, it can be very scary um, and overwhelming too when there's things going on in your body that are out of the norm. Yeah. And I think as we age, for me anyway, I know I'm over 50 now, it does feel like, you know, you used to have things happen at a younger age and you just didn't worry so much about the severity of things. And I feel like as you age, there is a real, you know, I, I, I've had a couple of friends pass away. I've had, you know, you start to really, the your own mortality, you're faced with that in a different way too. So when you do have a scare, you start to think this, this may be something. Absolutely. And, um, so there's a different level of kind of fear that comes up mm-hmm. too. At least that's what I've experienced um, because you, you recognize that you're not, you're not as young and, yeah, and may not have, you know, and, and I also think there seems to be a lot of, a lot of people dealing with health things post COVID. I think we put off a lot of our wellness care, our preventative appointments, just, I don't know. I sense that there's, there's more of that. And then there's a lot more anxiety and depression. And more stress. There's and just stress. more stress right now. And we know stress there's that the very famous study that's been repeated that 80 to 90% of all visits to a family practice doctor are stress related. So we know stress has a major impact on how our bodies are functioning. Yeah. So, so you are, I always think of you as the champion of the heart. You are, you know, whenever you're with our guests, you want to ask them about their heart and you've been doing so much heart work and your favorite book is Cleo Wade's Heart Talk. And, and her new book is coming out. Oh, and it, does it have remember the title love, Heart or remember, remember Love? So check that out. So um, ironically or not so ironically, you had some things happen with your heart in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's been unfolding for you? Yeah. Well, this actually started back in the spring and I had a, an episode that caused me to go to urgent care and I had very sudden high blood pressure and hypertension and um, heart pain. And they did, they checked for a blood. I was sure uh, maybe it was a blood clot because it was so sudden and they they checked everything over and then they rechecked me a few weeks later and said, no, your numbers came back down. And I wanted to believe, okay, that was just an anomaly. Yeah. Um, And then my doctor said, but I want you to check back in in a couple months. And so when I went in last Friday, I thought, well, this is just to make sure everything's still Mm -hmm. fine. And, um, but I will say you had something in the back of your head since that first incident, like, is there really something happening here? And, and there was a part of me that, knew like I didn't any you know the mind can kind of play tricks on you but I yeah I sense that you know something might be off too but I was I just that's hopeful. an important part yeah, here that there's a deep sense or an intuitive sense that yeah. there's something off here yeah and so um when I went in it was a new doctor and they did an EKG and they said you know it looks like something maybe happened in the past or there's a evidence of some sort of some kind of incident incident that that, yeah popped up 
So that was a Friday, which is always fun to get that news on a Friday because there's no immediate follow-up, but they did do blood work and that came back okay, but they ordered an echo and then an echo and a stress test this week. So I kind of had seven days of thinking, okay, something's something's off. My own mother in May had a, a very sudden heart procedure she needed to do. My grandfather had heart disease. So then all of that family history starts sure. to you, know, you start to remember all that. And I think of myself as so much younger, right? And then I do the math for my grandfather and I'm like, he was not that much older than me when he first had his heart issues. So I was, I was nervous. I, I it did kind of stop me in my tracks because yeah. it was not, um, it was, wasn't really something I it was on my radar necessarily. I mean, I, I thought, well, if there's something was wrong, I would have had, you know, more of the same that happened last spring. And I hadn't. Um, and so as the tests unfolded, they found a couple things they wanted to look at more. And then yesterday I had kind of this final stress test and echo. And, um, I remember trying to prepare myself, like, Mm. how'd you do that? Um, well, just mentally, I was like, okay, there's a good chance there's something going on here. And it's yeah. going to be okay because you're, you're here. They know what they're doing. There was seven people in the room. I was like, you know, mm. it's going to be, you know, it's good that I'm catching something. Yes. You know, if there's something going on. Um, and, um, and what they found was just kind of an enlargement that the blood flow was not impacted. So they're, they're not worried about it, but, um, so I left yesterday very relieved. Mm. It was not kind of the, the, the bad scenario that I knew was a potential. So it was a huge relief, but in that relief, there was also like, slow down. Mm, The message. Yeah. It still felt like, you know, a, a wake up call in a way. And I can't say that I, you know, I'm so relieved everything is okay and that they're not worried about you know, what they were worried about anymore, but, but it still was, it still was a wake up call. And I know that, um, it, it's caused me to kind of think differently about how I'm spending my time and, you know, how I'm taking care of myself and how much rest I'm getting and all those things. So, um, I guess your body was definitely giving you a sign. Luckily it, everything panned out, the test panned out that everything was okay, but it's almost like we don't want to also ignore the deeper sense that you had that mm, something's not quite right. Is mm-hmm. everything okay? Um, it's like you're having an intuitive sense, your heart. And I do think your heart, you really developed this relationship with your heart where you listen to it pretty deeply. I do. And so, I don't know, I think sometimes too, and this will be part of my story in a moment, that sometimes medical tests don't come back with any evidence of anything. And yet you still have a deep sense that like, oh, something's something's going on here that I need to pay attention to. Like it might, like, yeah. why do we need a medical test <laughs> to verify that? Like, yeah, something's a little imbalanced and off here, right? Like we have right. to, where's this instinctual sense of like, yeah, I need to slow down. Yeah, I need yeah. to rest more. Yeah, I need to listen into my heart more. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's, I think the medical side is one piece, you know, one yeah. piece of the puzzle, but it is not 
it's the like, entire. It's not the entire picture. Right. Because, um, yeah, I mean, you know, symptoms of stress come up and they can cause disease. And so it's also, you have to pay attention to those early mm-hmm. symptoms because while everything looked fine for me, if I don't, you know, pay heed to this and say, this might have just been a little yeah, um, wake up call for me to, to reset things and, and step back a little bit, then um, I, it's not that I'm not listening to the message. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to be good for me uh, to have this information and, and continue to, to tune into myself, which sometimes we get away from. Totally. Well, I want to read this um, beautiful quote by Clarissa Pinkle Estes, who of course we talk about all the time. She's the author of the women who run with the wolves um, because it, it speaks so clearly to what we're talking about, that the body is wise, the body knows And then I have a question that I want to ask you after. Okay. Okay. So like the Rosetta Stone, for those who know how to read it, the body is a living record of life given, life taken, life, life hoped for, life healed. It is valued for its articulate ability to register immediate reaction, to feel profoundly and to sense ahead. I think that's powerful to sense ahead. The body is a multilingual being. The body remembers, the bones remember, the joints remembers, even the little finger remembers. That's so powerful. Her words are so. To me, it makes me feel like your body is a map of your life. Yes. It really, like the Rosetta Stone, right? It, it is, has all these languages and it has all this information. Every scar, every line. Everything. It remembers everything, but the part in there that really. I think spoke to me is that the body also can sense ahead. Mm-hmm. So it's not just remembering the past. And of course, there's all kinds of work sure. done on the body keeps the score and we hold trauma and memory and all of that in the body. But the body also can sense ahead mm-hmm. according to what she's written here. Yeah. So if your heart has been giving you some signals, some signs, it's a little enlarged too. And I know your doctor said, it's at the top high of normal, but like there's also mm-hmm. some symbolism in that. Your heart is really big, Kate Moreland. Which <laughs> That's what I told are, my husband. We know. So that know. was the result. But what what do you think your heart was trying to tell you, maybe even about sensing ahead? Well, it it like I said, it really made me think about, you know, all the stress that I am trying to get away from daily and how that was part of my big decision to make a move last January. How am I really doing in that arena? I've moved into a new space where I have more control, but am I using that control very wisely? Am I really allowing myself the time, the downtime I need? Um, and, and then also, um, I feel very like, even though I always do in some sense, I even feel a little more protective of my heart mm-hmm. after all this too. Like, now I feel like I have a little signal to, to not just say it's good to rest, right. But to say, maybe my heart needs a break Yeah, you know? and there's actually like a, something I'm trying to protect in my, uh, in, inside. And so, so yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think it, you know, you go through your mind of like, is this going to be something that I, that takes me in the end. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the honest truth. You think mm-hmm. about like, okay, 
beautiful, honest truth that you yeah. just shared. Like, is this going to be my, yeah. my inch point? My Have heart? I just gotten a, a Am little I just getting clue? little signals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's within my control and what's not? And how can I um, use this information now to make different choices or um, be kinder and more compassionate with myself and all of that? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, everything, there's a blessing to, to all things if, if you look hard enough. And so, yeah, for me, I think it was a little bit of a, I hope not foreshadowing, but also a little point in time where I can. You want to listen into it even more, which I already feel like you've been doing a good job and you've been very conscious about, I want to listen to my heart more, but now this almost was like, oh, and we're going to take you even deeper now. Like we really need you to listen. Yeah. And I want to tell you, I learned something new in these last couple of weeks from um, a program that I was listening to. Um, And you know how I always have my hand on my heart. I'm always asking my heart questions. Mm -hmm. Well, this teacher was saying that before we ask ourselves a question and into our heart, you first say, my heart. My heart. Do you think that it's in my highest interest to talk to it? You say my heart first, because if you just ask the question, how do you know your brain isn't answering the question? Oh, yeah. So like you're touching your heart and you're saying my heart. You're speaking to it. Yeah. Is it in my highest interest to go on that trip next weekend? My heart, is it in my highest interest to, you know, take that new job offer? My heart, yeah. is it in my highest interest to go forward with this thing that I'm having some anxiety about? My heart. Mm-hmm. But isn't that yeah. it's just those two words? I mean, I feel like I've already been doing this practice, but the, those two words. It drops you into it. Yes. And it makes sure that you're not thinking from your head. Yes, that you're really in the heart listening. The other thing I'll share is that seeing your heart lit up on the screen was so powerful too. Wow. You know, the cardiologist was in there with me showing me the images and showing me things. And um, it's an amazing, you know that, but seeing it for me was like- Seeing it beating there. Yes, and the flow and measuring that and watching- after the stress test, the amount of blood flow versus before. And so I felt like I got this big education too on you got closer the power. to your heart. I did. You got closer to your I heart did. through I, this experience. I did. So mm. I'm going to hopefully take that and, and use that. Yeah. Like what's the next chapter now? Like yeah. this whole thing only made you trust or want to listen and be of service to your heart even more. It sounds like. And so now what is, what is that actually going to mean going forward? Yeah. And I'm still working through that, but. Well, I don't think there will be, a, I don't it will be a like a period of time that, no, yeah, it's not, but it's, so, it's new. Yeah. It's kind of a new, a new juncture for me. I think a new, mm. new level of, mm. of awareness and appreciation. Beautiful. So you, my friend are continuing mm. yeah. your health road. Do you want to share? A yeah. And I think that it's interesting that we've both been sort of facing some things. They're different things. And you got some more definitive answers mm-hmm. where I'm still sort of floating in some dark spaces and around like what is actually going on. And for me, I have a history of um, some kind of autoimmune issues. They're not really well diagnosed in terms of like they don't fit into any category like chronic fatigue or um lupus or anything like that, which I'm grateful for, but I keep getting these, you know, numbers that come back that show some elevation in autoimmune problems. And I definitely feel inflamed. My body feels inflamed. 
Um, my joints feel inflamed. Um, I have, I have like kind of a low level fatigue that's always there. Um, and because I've been dealing with this and aware of my tendency towards this, I do a lot for myself already. Like I have a, I eat a very, uh, a diet that's very non-inflammatory and, so I think there's also some frustration around like, mm-hmm. ah, I feel like I've been, and I don't know if that's my good girl stuff mm-hmm. coming in. Like I'm do, I've been following the rules. <laughs> I haven't had gluten for 10 years. Why is this still like, an Why issue? am I still inflamed? And it all started, I went to see an orthopedic surgeon about my, all this pain that I get in my knees, especially if I hike for long periods of time. And, and he said, he goes, man, you have like knees of a 70 year old and you're 49 and you know, you're definitely going to need knee replacements. But his point was like, it looks like there's some inflammatory process going on here that we have to get down to figure out what that is. But I have yet to figure out what that is. There's some working theories going on right now from my various healthcare providers. There's some lessons here in a not knowing Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like surrender has been a big lesson to me for a long time. Like, can I surrender into this process, surrender into the unknown? I, uh, yeah. And it, 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 I think that I, I was reflecting on this the other night. I know that there's inflammation in my system. Mm -hmm. So from a mind body perspective, what is inflammation? Inflammation is like, it's kind of like fire, Mm. right? And my joints feel often like they're on fire. fire. Yeah. So I have this extra kind of fiery heat. What is fire? So I haven't figured this out yet. I've just been starting to kind of work this thread a little bit. Like, yeah. am I carrying anger? Am I carrying frustration? Is there something heated in me? Um, is it passion? Is it right? Like what I mean, fire can uh, create, can be beautiful. It can create yeah. a lot of energy to create, um, it can also burn the house down and create mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, trauma. Yeah. So I'm still, I think I'm still trying to figure out what is this fire trying to, yeah. I feel like when you just said that, that you're also, because you're in this unknown and you're not really getting the medical answers, I feel like there's a part of you that's trying to make peace with it somehow. Yeah. Even though you want the answers and you hope to get them. I feel like you're also the kind of person that will say, well, maybe there's something not again, non-medical yeah. that is also at play here. Yeah. And it's maybe a combination, but um, I think, you know, hard things that we go through change our bodies. And so, you know, giving yourself also some compassion that like, yeah, you may just still be working through things and there's, you know, you're not on the other side yet, totally. but um, you know, that's being as you are so in touch with your body, it's like a, a blessing and a curse sometimes. Yes. Because I think you're very in tune with that. Very sensitive to yeah. my body. Yeah. And so similar to you, I've had this feeling that something is brewing mm-hmm. and it feels subtle and it feels fairly quiet right now, but I'm very aware of it and agreed. There might like, there might be a lot of people that wouldn't even notice these symptoms, but because I have been, you know, a decade plus work of, intuitive, mindful-based body somatic work, I'm like, there's something that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And yet when it's not showing up on medical tests, there's, yeah, there's some frustration. And of course I know that we also have a mind and we have emotions and we have energy and like 
those things aren't measurable in the same way that we can get a blood test to measure right. something, you know, in our blood. Right. Um, and so I am trying to, in many ways, poke into all these different things. Like, okay, if there's not anything coming up on, you know, medical tests, can I still trust my instinct that right. I need to listen in to my body? I need to keep dialoguing with it. I need to keep resting it. I need to keep, you know, talking to it. I feel like I talk to my body a lot, mm -hmm. but maybe there's a new way I need to be talking to my body for it to be able to really show me. Cause I do believe our body like that quote from, and I was just going to yeah, say, that's the wild woman archetype yeah. to be intuitive and in touch with your body. Yeah. And that it's a multilingual being. Mm -hmm. So the body speaks a different language. It doesn't speak English. You know, it speaks in symptoms. It speaks in symbols. It speaks in dreams. Yeah. Um, it speaks in fatigue. It speaks in passion, right? Like it, yes. there's a lot that it's a lot of message it gives us, but we have to, we kind of have to learn its language. We have to like, right. you know, and that, that can take time. It takes time. And I think for many of us as women, we are detached from our body almost the whole first part of yeah. our lives, at least our generation. I feel like there wasn't a lot of this talk about, no. you know, there was more shame as I was growing up around, you know, you just didn't. There's a lot of body shaming. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, this feels somewhat new for me, you know, kind of embracing it and, and the love that you need to have for your body and, and kind of flipping that script later in life of just being appreciative of all it's given you. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. a scare like this can yes. be the thing that makes you shift that perspective. Well, and this is a great point, Kate, because I'm realizing for both of us, what I haven't heard come out in our stories today um, is frustration or anger at our body. I don't, did you have any of that? Did you feel frustrated or angry? During the last few weeks? Yeah. Um, I would say I felt um, maybe a little more fear, honestly. Yeah, more fear. Um, yeah, I would say for me it was more fear because mm -hmm. it was so, it felt a little bit like, um, I can't believe this is really happening and how, mm -hmm. I'm 51, how, how is this, could this potentially be happening right now? And so for me it was clouded by fear. Um, but I think when you get a diagnosis and, you know, I think yeah, there, I think anger, it's part of grief, right? Yeah. It can be a big part of it. But what I was seeing, what I was thinking about for both of us is that because I used to, when I first had my autoimmune stuff about a decade ago, I was angry at my body. I was mm. like, how I do yoga all the time. I do, you know, like I take care of myself. Why am I having these symptoms? Right. But this time around, I don't feel anger. And, and instead, I sort of feel like, okay, body, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're giving me some messages here. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that you are just like a neutral mirror trying to reflect to me yeah. what's really going on in my system, in my mind, in my heart. So thank you for being the whistleblower. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you for being the canary in the coal mine. I'm trying to pay attention to you. So for me, I'm just realizing in this moment, that's Softer. a step forward for me. And so instead of like being really mad at my body and then trying to control it and shape it into something else. Right. Like I've been like, thank you body. Okay. I really want to know what this is all about. Please continue to give me signs and signals. And that that's the heart of self-compassion I think is, mm. you know, being soft with yeah. yourself and your body. But, yeah. You know, they're yeah. 
it is wise and it is there to, to give you messages and, you know, being less afraid and angry. I think you can hear more Mm. too. I think you, you know, and I want to say that if you are afraid and angry, there's no shame about no. that because I also think that's part of the process. It is. It is definitely. And I definitely have had years and years of anger at my body. And that's the other thing. The body doesn't take it personally. No. The body is so neutral. It's just like, we're just going to reflect to what's going on here. So if you're angry at your body, don't feel like that's going to make things worse necessarily. <laughs> you know, I think that we all have this relationship to our body. And if you don't have a relationship to your body, I encourage you to begin to foster one. I feel like the body is this beautiful vessel that houses our soul that takes us through this lifetime, but to have a relationship with it, like a real relationship where you're, you're talking to it, you're taking care of it, you're rubbing lotion on it, you're resting it, you're feeding it, nourishing things is such a key to, you know, your bigger evolution, I think. Right. I mean, your daily well-being, but also, you know, daily actions like that create a lifetime of having a good relationship yeah. with your body, which yeah. I think in the end, um, you will be able to hear things, sense things, have the wisdom kind of show up for you mm-hmm. when you have that kind of relationship, which is something I'm currently working on because I do think for a long time I was separated and, um, and maybe the more in tune I was with my heart was giving me signals early and, mm. and that will be, end up being a big blessing for me down the road. Just, yeah. 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 Well, thanks for the check-in. Yeah. And you know, for all those of you out there that, you know, your, if your intuition is telling you something, follow up on it, follow up, listen, listen, be with it. And, um, don't be afraid to to seek out help because um, we are wise inside and it's one of the gifts of being a wild woman. That's right. Thanks, Kate. Hello, listeners. We want to let you know that we have so much gratitude that you join us in these conversations every week. We want to continue to uplift and connect with women-owned businesses and businesses that are supporting women. So if you are one of those or have a recommendation for someone that may want to sponsor an episode, please have them reach out at tendherwild.com. If you are needing a reprieve from the fast pace of our modern life and want to connect a little deeper to yourself, I would love to see you at my next retreat, which happens to be in the Cork countryside of Ireland <clears throat> this September 24th through the 30th. You can join Kate, myself, and Kimberly at this retreat. And it's falling at a very auspicious time because we will just move through the fall equinox and we're moving to days that are shorter. So this is the perfect time of year to begin to draw inward, to slow down, and to really drink in the beauty, which will be rampant in Ireland in the fall, Uh, to sort of support you and nurture you over the winter months. If you are curious about this retreat, you can check out more and how to register for this. We have, I believe, just a couple spots left uh, in the show notes. I can't wait. I can't either. Today's episode is sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching and Heartland Yoga. 
As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, transformative change begins within. You can reach me at katemorelandcoaching.com. Heartland Yoga has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental wounds, or simply connect with people who are like-minded, Heartland Yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into, whether it's online or in person. You can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. The safety-